Welcome into a special edition of the Who Day Lounge. It's with heavy hearts and somber minds we discuss the tragic event that unfolded at Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati, Ohio with Bill Safety DeMar Hamlin. We discuss what our thoughts and emotions were as we watched this unfold and even what they are now, just a little more than 24 hours removed from that tragic moment in time. And here's your host, Blaine Smith. Welcome in, little Hootay Lounge out here on the porch tonight, and uh, we want to we want to talk about the events of uh, Monday night and, and sort of what what transpired, what happened. We've got a CJ in here with us who has some experience with the uh, University of Cincinnati <laughs> Medical Center and kind of what what they're about, and uh, we, we just kind of want to kind of bring this to you and kind of. Um, kind of get some thoughts out there it's it was a rough weird bizarre surreal night and and more than anything else our, our thoughts and prayers uh you know are, are with damar hamlin his family and just everybody in the, in the buffalo community everyone in the football community for what happened i will say was there saw it firsthand uh live uh, it was such an emotional enthusiastic joyful night right i mean lighting up the jungle monday night football big game i mean great crowd in full force bills fans were there sprinkled in everywhere it it was just going to be an electric night and it was for about two and a half drives and then what happened happened and it was it, it brought everybody back to to knowing what's truly important and having perspective on one life and not just that that's just a game that people watch and have fun yeah it's important to people but it's a lot more important thing and so um I I just know when I saw Higgins finish the run and then all of a sudden you saw Hamlin stand up and then you saw him fall and it was just uh a moment that it it just kind of sat in time and you know you had people yelling oh that's how the AFC North plays football and then then he fell and it was just like Whoa. And so I think first off and foremost, just kind of want to – I want to hear CJ's thoughts here real quick because, like you said, CJ, you you know a lot about the University of Cincinnati Medical Center and the people there. And just kind of walk us through, you know, in proximity to Paul Brown, all those different things because you you know a lot about this. Yeah. um, Yeah, I've spent a lot of time up there. I've got a daughter who used to go up there a bunch. Um, It's – it's two miles from the stadium. Um, it's probably a seven minute normal drive. Um, you know, obviously by ambulance a lot quicker. Um, but I mean, those, those are top notch folks over there. Um, you know, they're very, very good at what they do. Um, the, the different departments out there every year are rated extremely high by the, the folks that do that and whatever metrics they use. Um, you know, so, I mean, you know he's in fantastic hands like i said the staff there are great the doctors are are world class and top notch i mean he's in great care but like you said you know it's one of those things where it's definitely your thoughts and prayers are with him and his family and um his teammates and and kind of everybody in the football community as a whole because you could kind of see it on on both sidelines and you know i guys i gotta be honest i'm glad i couldn't see their couldn't see yeah, it was close, close facial expressions. I could see everyone gathering. I could see 
them yeah. kind of surrounding him, but I could never see the face. I mean, you could see a little bit, but not to the extent that, like, yeah, I would have oh, seen Josh Allen or Joe yeah. Burrow crying. It was just like, whoa. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, on TV, it was so weird. And and I, and I want to give the, the training staff for both for both teams. I mean, with the urgency in which they got out there, I think that's kind of that was my first indication something's not right because usually you see him kind of joggling the field. They were on a full dead sprint out to him, and it was it was surreal. And and here's the other thing that kind of struck me. And Blaine, I'll let you speak to this because obviously you were there. But the the crowd in and of itself, like it never seemed, like, at least on the TV coverage, because sometimes you get into those kind of stoppages, the crowd can get kind of ruly and and that kind of thing. But it was almost like the the entire stadium took in the surreal realness of the moment. Yeah, I, I think you're right, DJ. I really do think everyone kind of realized what was happening. And I think the second that you saw the ambulance come out there, you're like whoa but i also think pretty much if you were watching it you saw hamlin get up and then fall and you're and you just couldn't you know yeah you just didn't know what to think and i'll also say this real quick to speak to i think the crowd was extremely classy and extremely yeah absolutely like it was a human being it was about hamlin and what was going on with him and fighting for his his life right now you know which is more important than anything else minuscule in comparison to the billion dollar industry the NFL is and are they going to play the game and all of that stuff um but also I will say there was a couple of times where you heard the crowd started kind of cheering because there was something that they thought might have occurred that was a good thing right and they thought somebody had gotten up or something happened it happened about three times then you realize oh no this isn't Hamlin and then it got back to being somber and silent there were a few few murmurs. People were saying, you know, what's going on? You know, what they need to tell people what's going on. What, you know, there was a little bit of that. There wasn't that much of that, but there was a little bit. Oh. And I will say this too: you saw some fights in in the lower regions of, of different places, some pockets here and there of a fight or two. <laughs> and people would just say, and you just saw people booing him and kicking him out and being like, "Do you know what's going on right now?" And you're acting a fool like this. I mean, the crowd in general, 99.9% of the people in that building got what was going on and understood that there was just a lot of bigger things than the Monday Night Football game going on. And I was so happy to see that. It, it, yeah. it, brought, you, it brought you a lot of kind of um, – it, it, it just it made you feel good about humanity to some extent that people were were able to take a step back and realize – that what yeah. we need to do right in that moment was send every good vibe that building had up up toward Damar Hamlin and his family. Yeah. And it was wild to think that they didn't um, – that they went back to get his mom out of the stands before they took him out, which that was a surreal moment too to, to hear that. And you're getting updates as you can. Everybody's on their phones. Um, that, it, it, was, it was scary. It's because, I mean, I've been – I've been in motorsports for most of my – I was at the under where Dale Earnhardt died. I was at the in Vegas where Dan Weldon died. So I've seen plenty of deaths in sport. And I'm kind of immune to it. But other people, you can see their reaction to it. 
they were thinking, holy cow, this guy is... Even though he isn't. That's interesting that you bring that up because I heard Kornheiser today on PTI talk about motorsports is the one that's kind of has seen that happen. Never seen I, it. I, I, like, I've it's a car crash, so I, you kind of I've understand seen it happen. that. Like, car crashes happen. Like, yeah. it, it's so you can kind of almost compartmentalize that a little bit to that extent, but not not a football game. That's the way I can't compartmentalize the, this whole thing. But NASCAR, still, yeah. I'm still crushed by, about what I saw with yeah. him. And, and, and the I think entire thing, but I can compartmentalize it a little bit because I understand it from the motorsports standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think it speaks volumes too. Is and you know for you know, watching it at home on TV and and seeing the up close of the faces and and the guys, uh, particularly especially on the Bill side, like the emotion that those guys were going through, like you know Stefan Diggs crying, Josh Allen like with this just look of where am I, what's going on? It like just surreal. Oh my gosh. Joe is this Burrow, happening? Joe, yeah. But it, and it speaks to it. And I thought Ryan Clark put it the best on SVP show and ESPN went over to there was, is these are guys you spend more time with during the season than your family. Like, and they become family. And that's in that moment, what you saw was that unity and that brotherhood that is, what these guys do and it was just crazy and i, I don't understand and i because i had at one point when when the ambulance came out in my head i thought there's no way this continues because now you're realizing this is bad i mean they were cp they were doing cpr to this young man on the field when they made the announcement, Blaine, hey, in five minutes, we're going to start. Did anybody in the stadium actually really truly believe that that was um, actually going to happen? CJ, so here's here's a part of that, right? Have a good friend who works, does the next-gen stats for the NFL. He was there last night in the building. And he said there was never any announcement they were going to start the game. What happened was the players, after he left, thought we're probably going to start the game. So they started warming up. But if you noticed, and I don't know if it was um, as visible on the broadcast. I remember on the broadcast they uh, they showed Joe Burrow throwing. Yeah, they yeah right. I think they kind of right. just assumed that yes, that was exactly. about they, to happen. They, they assumed, um, and when that so you saw some bills kind of there was a there was about six to seven bills kind of running around because the, the defensive guys they thought okay we got to get back a few of them. Not that many, though. And you saw Burrow throw a couple tosses here and there. And then you saw Zach Taylor walk immediately over to the to Sean McDermott and just said, we we can't do this right now. You, you, I mean, I don't know exactly what he said, but you could see him walking over. When you I saw am. him walking over, I was so proud in that moment that the humanity was winning out over what was going on Absolutely. with that game. As, uh, as, yeah. a, as a Bengals fan, too. I mean yeah. – yeah, and, and as proud a guy of who Zach Taylor, uh, I'm extremely proud of him because that was a ridiculous moment that nobody could ever kind of comprehend. And yeah, you definitely didn't. You definitely didn't perceive. have to comprehend. Yeah, so you, you, you definitely... the way that Zach Taylor handled that was class act, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, at, at, yeah, absolutely, and. 
and, and you know, as a, as you were watching this unfold on TV, and I kept thinking, and Blaine, you can relate to this, and and Mike, I know you can too. Is I know the three of us have done play by play and color for for various sporting events and things. On the TV mm. side of things, I thought you know Joe Buck and Troy Aikman that that's a very uncomfortable, tough situation to be put in. And I thought they did the best that they could with it. Um, you know, and just cause you have no idea what's going on and you're doing your best to relay info. And we've been in games where you have blowouts and you're just trying to come up with stuff to say in that moment, it's almost kind of like, you're just going to let the moment breathe. And I thought they did a fantastic job with that. Not trying to be feel dead air. Yeah. And, I think even the, the studio guys did a pretty good job too. Even mm-hmm. though Booger McFarland and, and Schefter had to report them, had to repeat themselves a lot. That was just an impossible jam because you, you can't cut to highlights. Cause then it seems like you don't care. Right. You, yeah. You can't then, do what CNN was doing and, and bring in experts. Cause it's your game. At that point, it seems like you're speculating, you're giving news, so they were completely stuck. I, I probably would have just stared at the camera and froze. That was a good job, honestly. It, it was. Think... And then, you know, they throw it to SVP, who's who's scrambling. And him and Ryan Clark are trying to articulate the best they can. I, yeah, that that's a very tough position to be, to be put in. And I thought, you know, uh, all things considered, you know, that was, that was pretty well. I, and I never thought about this until probably about, about an hour ago. Because we, we, Demar Hammond's obviously the story, and we hope that his progress continues well, and the young man continues to heal in nothing but prayer and love for him. But where's your mental state, and where's your head at now? If you're T Higgins, I, well, you that, know that that's a. I mean, because I, I mean, it, it, it's a yeah. normal football play. You see yeah. it all the time, and now all of a sudden, one of the guys you compete with, and probably know all of a sudden that happens. Like, where does your head go on that? If I remember right, Scott touched on that last night a little bit. Well, yeah. I mean, it's really kind of hard to figure out on that end. I mean, the only thing I can compare it to is like Sterling Marlin hitting Dale Earnhardt's wall to kill him back in the uh, 2001 Daytona 500. It's one of those situations you don't know doing. You're just that very bad situation. I just hope the Bengals fans and I hope Bills fans just pray for T. Higgins on because this is going to be as hard a hit as could possibly get in the school. And, and, um, CJ, I think it brings the point that you brought up about T Higgins' mental state, right? (laughs) Like he finished that play out and went to the hospital and has, you know, spoken with Hamlin's mother and was essentially told, you know, we're hearing this in WLWL Cincinnati kind of reporting this kind of stuff that (laughs) she had nothing, nothing but net, nothing but positive things to say about what T, T did, you know? And, and you can't have anything else but positive things to say. And I think that brings up a, a not even just Higgins, CJ, but both teams, yeah, mental states coming into it. And it's crazy because 
the game eventually will go on. Like it's 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 unbelievable, you know, and, well, and it's so minuscule in the real scale of things. But eventually, the NFL will have to move forward from this. And I'm I tell you this right now, when they do, that's going to be a very very scary situation and tough for everybody to kind of figure out what to do. If you don't mind, if you don't mind, I'll take this one over. If you don't mind. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah. um, Obviously, I'm a huge motorsports fan. I've been around it my entire life. So the whole idea about it is just scrape them off and go on and it's a terrible idea but it's what so that's how motorsports would handle it mark is that what you're saying yes i mean look at art and senna back in 1994 he uh crashed the greatest f1 driver of all time crash they went on dale earnhardt Crash 2001, Daytona 500, next week, they went on. It's the exact same thing. I mean, you understand the risks. I don't don't know if it's the exact same thing. I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but you understand the risks. See, I don't don't agree with that. I don't think I agree with that because, and I always want to say that, you're driving a car, you know, upper speeds of close to 200 miles an hour, that is not the same as hitting my shoulder pads on. Yeah, I, you know, I, I see. But, 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 I, 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 but, Blaine, but, I do think. No, I, no, I, no. Well, I we, do think Mark has, has has kind of a point here, and it. I, I'm not. I understand where he's coming from because listening to Ryan Clark last night, you know, talking about that was hey, powerful this is, stuff. Yeah, powerful this stuff. you're you're living your dream. This is what you do. You you put your body on the line, knowing these kind of things can happen. And and I thought what he said was really kind of true. Where you know they say, you know, we use the words warrior and going to war and, and entering the arena. He goes, and so they lose the true meaning and context of what we're doing. And, right. and while yes, the NFL is going to have to go on. You're not going to be able to cancel Week 18. It, it, that that's just not a foreseeable thing. But you know, and, and Blaine, you are right. At some point, you know, because of what these two teams have in front of them, you're you're going to have to probably find a way to get it in. And while it's mini school, and, and I, I, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure if they get this game in. I'm just yeah, saying that, eventually well, the, the teams are going to have to play again. This yeah, the season. teams are going to have to play again. And, yeah, it, 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 and it's going to be tough and, and all of that. But I, I think it does – you do have to go on. But I do think I, – I, I, the, the, and the motorsports mentality is a little different, like you said, because those guys are driving cars at 200 mile an hour in phone booths essentially – it, it, it is slightly different and yeah, it mentally across the league, you know, when, when the ball gets teed up on, on Saturday for the NFL games, there, there's going to be this still cloud hanging over it, over it about this. The interesting thing for me is going to be to see, unfortunately what the NFL does, because we've, as we've known, yeah. noticed the NFL is very reactionary instead of proactionary. How, how, 
and it just feels like they're going to try and do something and call it player safety to help a situation like this not happen again. But it's such a one in a million thing that I, I just, I don't want the NFL to be so reactionary on something that it, it changes the game. I agree with you right there. I mean, I agree with you completely because that's my biggest worry. Cause like I said, I talked about NASCAR and IndyCar and Formula One. They've always been reactionary, but the NFL, they haven't in the modern day had to have a situation like this. So how do they handle it? That's the next question. And is it appropriate to in this situation, given that it's a cardiovascular incident? Exactly. I mean, it's not a football incident. You looked at the media coverage of this through the TV, through even social media. Depending on what you said, depended on the reaction you got. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you think about Skip Bayless. Yeah, because and, and here's the thing. When it I was thinking, Skip, I didn't think it was too too over I, the top. I didn't either because I he was thinking what a lot of us were was is there's no way they postponed this game because of what it meant. Like there's I actually no, think CJ will say in the moment in the stadium, I didn't think there was any way they were going to play, nor should they have. But I get why someone who wasn't there initially before all they knew the gravity of the situation might have said that. I think it was more like what is going to happen once they figure out how to move forward more right. than and anything that's, else. It, yeah, right, I, and that's kind I, of what I, I think he thought. That's kind of what he meant, but because he, it's Skip Bayless, you know, he's you're going to have people that just jump him. And it's, you know, because when it first kind of started – I was like, okay, well, they're going to find a way to get this thing in. But the longer it went, the more you knew it wasn't this. This wasn't going to happen. The problem yeah. with Skip, the problem with Skip Bayless is he is a dumbass when it comes to trying to articulate everything in the proper context. Well, and, and well, you Twitter's not his not best form, that's for sure. Yesterday, well, and you're I, never going to properly he, articulate on on social media or Twitter either because. Like I, I, I tell a lot of people, uh, younger people than I am, the, the the generation coming up behind me, and I end up sounding like the old man when I say this. And and listen up, Mike. Is you have to be careful with text because text mm-hmm. is just words. It has no emotion. It has no. They have no tone. The reader is the one who puts all of the emotion and tone in it. You know, my wife can send me a text message and depending on whether I've had a good day or a bad day, I may not take that how she meant it because I'm the one putting the emotion and the tone in it. And that's the one thing about social media that I absolutely hate because you can put your thought out there, be sincere on it and truly, hey, this is where my mind is. And because somebody else read it differently than what you were thinking at the time of typing it makes it a bigger deal than it is. Now, CJ, and we've we've seen this while we've been recording this evening that the oxygen levels have improved for Demar Hamlin. That is great. I'm so happy to hear that. Right, um, guys. I, I think we kind of talked about how do they move forward. I don't really want to get into that all that much, but I think are we okay asking that question? What should the NFL do? Well, yeah. when that time comes, I guess that's the number I, one thing. Well, I, I think that is it, it is an okay question to ask. Um, 
you know. See, CJ, I'm not even sure I'm there yet because well, while I was there last night and saw what happened and it was around, I mean, essentially viewed potentially somebody just fighting for their life in front of 70,000 people in an arena, that was different. So I get, I understand why, while it's like you want to move forward, but it's very difficult to do so. I, I yeah, get, no, I, I, and I'm happy that you say that because I think eventually you do have to do it, though. Yeah, I, I think you do, and I, and I think it's tough because it's one of those things like a, after a disaster, like okay, well, when do we start to talk about or think about the process forward, like the future, right? Right. Um, you know, and I, and I think that is it is an okay question to ask, and, it, and it's okay to go, okay, so now what, and still not have the answer, right? And I think the NFL has done a pretty decent job of, okay, we don't know what, what's going to go on. We'll, we'll let you know as we're deciding it because they're in completely uncharted territory. Like yep. as a company, you have, there's no precedent for this. Correct. You have contingency plans in place for a lot of things. I guarantee you, this is nowhere in the manual. And so they, you and know, if it was, it was written 50 years ago. Yeah. It's in the manual you know, actually. Yeah, and, and there were some it's people last night. You could kind of hear them. Well, you know what is good. You know, Goodell was sitting in his house, probably going, "Oh, oh all of a sudden now he's going, oh, crap! What are we doing?" And what that famous doing? recliner that he wouldn't let Portnoy join him in. Yeah, and so, you know, they're they're trying to figure it out, and I guarantee you, they were in constant contact with both teams. Like, okay, where, right. like, what, you know, this is what we're going to do because there's a lot of logistics all of a sudden that have have got to be worked out in. Yeah. Even just, hey, we're going to postpone this game. We're going to send you guys home. There's still some logistics in all of that. And, There's... you know, it's it like I said, it's an OK question to ask. Maybe, you know, and, and maybe it's a little early to be asking that as we sit here and record a day after, you know, essentially 20, you know, a little more than 24 hours removed. But 28, 28, yeah, DJ. you know, I, I think it's an OK question to ask. But it, like I said, and it is OK to be like. Yeah, I, we really don't know at this point, and we'll we'll figure it out in you know another day or so. Because um, because, because the important thing is is whether or not this young man is okay. And absolutely, absolutely. The uh, biggest thing is if Hamlin is okay. I mean, we all have thoughts and prayers for him. But if the NFL wants to continue with this game. I mean, I think they, if the NFL wants they, to continue with their business and their league in general, they have to move forward. Yeah, they have contingency plans. I mean, they got the week in between the conference championships and move everything back. So, that Mark, is you, what you, I've heard. Is, you think? You think that's what they're doing? I think that's what they're doing. That's what I've heard. Now, my question is, but see, here's the reality of it, though. So. They're going to – they've already said they're going to move forward with week 18, as is, right? The Bills are going to go play the Patriots. Yeah. The the the, the Ravens are going to come into Cincinnati. And week 19 is going to be Bills-Cincinnati. So, now, now we haven't heard that yet. No one has said anything like that. Here's the other part that you got to think about. It's not just the, the facilities that the teams use. It's the vendors. It's – it's the the police forces they have to have the security. Now, 
that's the different I, I, I agree with you. There's a lot there involved. Yeah, the event. I agree there, and that's why the other night, uh, last night, whenever everybody was complaining, why don't we cancel game after five minutes? Because you need to get some time to get the uh, security guards out oh, there. You need not, some time not to, to get mention, the, the police. Not, yeah, exactly. well, also, think about this real quick. If you would have announced right there, yeah, they would have. You would have had seventy thousand people fill out. Who knows what could have happened in, for Hamlin to even get to the to the facility at UC? Exactly. So that yeah. was that was important too. So you know, and, and you you had to. I think also. I think they wanted to see how he was when he got to UC's medical facility before they made any decisions. Right. Yeah. Uh, again, I think you, they made you, the right one. I do. I do. Yeah, they do. And 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 that's and and that's a good point too. I mean. If you've never been to Cincinnati, I mean, all that stuff sits right. I mean, it's all kind of right on top of each other. But if you're talking about you're bringing an ambulance and so now you've got the police, I mean, they're shutting down roads because they're going to make this the quickest route, most unobscured route humanly possible, understanding what's going on, you know, and I'm sure part of that was was getting the the people at you know cincinnati medical ready like hey we've got a guy coming this is priority one like there, there's a lot of things that that go into that i mean security was so beefed up at the hospital like stefan diggs had to have a reporter tell a security guard who the hell he was so he could get in to go check on his teammate like yeah. that's how tight they had to really constrain things yeah. and to do it in in essentially minutes and so, yeah, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I think the handling of it from that standpoint was was pretty well done. Because, like I said, it, it's not like you could flip to page 730, paragraph four of the NFL's handbook to figure out how to handle this situation because they were doing it all on the fly. Yeah. yeah. And, that's, crazy like, and that's, the, that's the difference with uh, NFL and motorsports, too, because, and I, I'll give credit right now. 100% for the way ESPN handled it. I mean, they handled it perfectly. They showed the incident once, and then they went to just random broadcasts with Susie Colbert, Booger McFarland, and then Scott Van Pelt. They did everything perfectly. Motorsports, they're pretty much trained to know how to handle these situations. But NFL, they aren't trained for it. So I applaud whatever ESPN did on that one. Yeah, attempted to do like like Mike said earlier before he um, hopped hopped out the lounge here with us. You know, they did what they could. Um, and man, that's a tough topic for Booger to have to sit there and talk about being the player that has to deal with that. Schefter's the news guy. They didn't have news they could really tell you. And Susie Colbert. Schefter, I mean, put in that Schefter emotional situation. Like, yeah, Schefter looked like he was about to die. I mean, well, everyone had seen a ghost. I mean, yeah, you know, well, ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Van Pelt, Van Pelt, and Ryan Clark. When I got into the car and we were listening to them, that was powerful. And both of them eloquently were able to kind of portray the situation and the right tenor and the right emotion for what was necessary. In that moment, and I yeah. think they did a fabulous job. Yeah, and, and Booger, and, Booger, and Ron Clark, they were yeah, perfect. And, and and the thing was, is and you could hear in the voices of all of them, 
you know, the, the former players and, and Troy and Ryan and, and Booger. Um, how was how Troy and Joe, by the way? They, I, it pre- was pretty solid, you, they, you said. I, I thought they handled it as, as well as you could being put in that yeah. situation. I remember uh, somebody said Aikman said that he had never seen an ambulance come on the field. Yeah, he, yeah, that, was, that Troy, was pretty cunning. Yeah, because Troy, Troy was kind of just as soon as the ambulance came on the field, he kind of just went silent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Troy, yeah. when they when when SVP yeah. went to him, you could see kind of the shell shock in his face, but you could hear the emotion in their voices. Like there were mm-hmm. times, especially at the end, when Joe Buck signed off, and then when he was on with with SVP, like you could hear him trying to fight through the words because yeah. First off, well, how do you? I think kind of like we're him. doing now, even you know, yeah, and, 20, and, twenty-eight hours later, yeah, still there was, trying there, to figure it out. Yeah, and there was a choked up in it, and and I thought the thing I kept taking away from it is, you know, I was kind of on social media scrolling through, seeing some of the different things go out. Was the outpouring like you? You've got teams that are are, are outpouring of love, outpouring of love to yeah, like I mean, West Virginia for Pitt. And, yeah, West Virginia for Pitt, yep. and then you've got Miami and Buffalo who don't like each other. It's a big rivalry, and Miami lights their stadium up in blue and orange, and, and blue and red. And, and things are bigger than sports the, guys. Yeah. Exactly, also, and that was you also see the Sue for uh, Hamlin's yeah, his, uh, charity. Yeah, his like yeah his toy drives up to like three point nine million dollars no, donated. CJ, we're talking we're talking four point five as of. Oh, about nine thirty, nine thirty tonight, and that, who oh, knows where it's at now? I mean, that's awesome. I mean, if there's a positive thing to come out of that, and the people of Buffalo, they've always supposed, they've always been great about that. You think about oh, they the did with Dalton, the, Dalton, Dalton, yep, yeah, when he got him in the playoffs, and I mean, just it's tough. It's just tough, and it's still tough to kind of even grasp and put into words. Like I said, guys, I mean, it was. It's one of the most electric, emotional two and a half drives that I'd, I've seen in person, a Monday night game. And just for the abruptness, and then just to realize, man, this this guy is, is fighting something that's bigger than anything. And just it's tough to even kind of to sit here now and, and, and to want to wanna bring up anything else. Because um, that was my goal tonight was eventually kind of talk about, well, what should they do? And we've kind of tried to talk about it, but we it's tough to do. Um it, it it really is because it's it's just not it's it's not important. It, it almost feels like it's a slight disservice. To, I agree. To that I agree, guy. CJ. I agree yeah. with you. If we were to say anything, I think in the end, like I've heard people say, you t- you call it a tie. You don't you go and win percentage. Um, I don't think they're going to play. I don't think the Bills and the Bengals will will meet unless it's later on in January. For a playoff I, game, and I, I don't hope. think a regular season game and, happens. And, and I hope, and, and I, I hope, I hope that happens. I would like uh, if this game is completely scrapped. I would love for the Bills and Bengals to play for the AFC Championship game because that seems kind of fitting right now. That would be the perfect, I mean, representation of what has happened recently. Well, and, so, you know. I, I want to say this real quick, and then I want to hear Chip to say CJ. I also heard one other thing. One other person make the comment. They said, "You know, if the if the Chiefs win on Saturday, beat the Raiders, they're the number one seed. There's really no reason to to even worry about it, right? I mean, 
both – I believe the Bills would still have a better win percentage at the moment than the Bengals, right? Yeah, well, that's – yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's just – again, it's just like you're sitting there and you're trying it's, to – It's if these two, If it's these nominal. two teams – if these two it, – exactly, it's so minuscule. These two teams were not number two and number three in the AFC. No one would – no one would even be mentioning this possibility of any of this stuff. But like we said, it's a billion dollar industry and I work in HR and CJ, you know, this, you know, people fill the chair. Yeah. You know, and you also have to think about the uh, extra gambling income that's come in from the first year from states like Ohio. That was Ohio's first time ever having an opportunity to, to have NFL games. That's a good point, exactly. Mark. I mean, it's that's that's so, beyond that's something big. And, that's something big. You got to think about it too. I I just don't know what I don't know what. And like you said, it's a slight. It's a it's a, it's not even a slight. Yeah, I, it's a it's a yeah. It's a it's a sliver, but it's something that the heads of the NFL, you know, they're going to try and think about. I, yeah, I, and here's my out. thing: if if you don't get this in as a as a regular season game, I, I'm not so sure anybody really cares. I agree. I don't and, think anybody cares. You know, and 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 I get the thought process because you know nobody has locked really down those top couple of seeds yet, and that's what and that's kind a, of lot of a lot yeah, of money. A lot of money, and that's and that's what made this thing you know such a big deal as a prime time because. There's been a lot of times, man, the Monday night game this time of year is a battle of who really gives a shit. And I mean, last week it was the Colts and the Chargers, and it was terrible. Yeah, like, so, I mean, yeah. you know, there were a lot of people pumped. I know I was, and I and I didn't have a dog in the fight, but knew it was going to be a good one. And, you know, and uh, this, this unfortunate thing happens, and it kind of just changes the perplexity of all of it. And it puts it in perspective too. It, it puts it into perspective, and then for yeah. me too, it, it kind of changes that whole feeling and and texture of well, you know, next man up because it, it, at that point, man, it, it didn't matter. And, no. and, and you know, for me, the, the, the still the does, and it, and it still doesn't. And like I said, the the, the telling signs on the broadcast were watching those guys on both sidelines just uh, the reactions and it's just uh, it, it, uh you could tell in that moment man nothing mattered other than that young man's health and well-being and that is uh, that is all that mattered to anybody on that field in that stadium and anybody watching i hate i mean i hate to be the devil's advocate on it and i mean i pray for hamlin i hope everything works out well but you got to know the business people in the NFL, they're thinking the exact opposite. They're thinking, how much money are we losing for this game? How much money are we losing for a potential playoff challenge for the one seed? It's just ridiculous at this point. And it's callous. It really is callous. But, um, well, um, I, I think you're you're right in that because there are going to be you know, got people that that think that way, and I mean there's 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 no real way around it, and it's unfortunate, but and it is callous, but I I don't think you're wrong 
and, and go into that devil's advocate side of things because you know when you run a multi-billion dollar company you know sometimes those those thoughts do do come in um you know and yeah there is some things that'll be lost in all of it but i think i think class and and wisdom and timing have got to play a massive part in all of this i'll yeah. i'll give i'll give the nfl credit they've done a little bit better than wwe did with owen hart yeah, there, and there's no no doubt about that, Mark. Um, so. and, and and you know, CJ, I like the point you mentioned about the the timing. Yeah. I think that that's the part of this that's potentially the most um, difficult part of all of it, right? Because the timing of some of these things have to be made pretty quickly. Yeah, because you got games kicking off on Saturday, so it's not like you've got that additional twenty four hours to play with. Yeah, I and mean, not, not only that, but I mean, you also—it's just the timing of if this was in September. There's a lot I mean, of things that you could do about this. It's well, it's not the, now, and, and again, so small in scale. The only, the only but, thing, though, is they have college football. They just have to play. So NFL, they can move some games back to like Wednesday and something the Sunday in the following week, and they got the extra week Super Bowl, so they can push everything back a little bit. So the NFL has plenty of leeway if they really want to. I mean, cash that ticket, so to speak. I'm not even saying the cash the ticket element. I look at it more from the element of the the competition and what do you do to to try and be the most fair to everyone that's a part of everything, right? Yeah. But well, it, in it, the it, end, it still I, does not I, matter because well, it's – I think they were going to do during I, COVID. I, they were going to do win percentage. So I think that's what they've got to do. Yeah. You, I, you have to worry about the players' mental – states the coaches mental states oh god yeah i know everything that's more important than anything right now yeah, yeah and, god and, knows. and 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 here's another thing too and this this would kind of be my thought on it and, and i don't want this to come off as as callous or uncaring but if you're the nfl and you start doing that and you start kind of manipulating the schedule and pushing it back i if you're looking at it okay well we want to do this to help move to move forward and to get our games in and to do all of this is in doing that, you continue to bring this back up front and center. And if you're trying to move forward and, and do this as a celebration and especially if everything is, it continues to look promising for this young man continues to happen for, for Hardman. It, do you really want that to continue to be the center point of the story of your season moving forward? I agree with you. Right there, and, and I know that that, I mean, that sounds tough and that sounds callous, and I, and I don't mean it too. But you also have to you, you have to no, view all the I'll, optic lenses on that. I'm going to go ahead and say I that you you almost you right there. Yeah, I mean, CJ, I completely agree with you on that one. I mean, the NFL is pretty much backed into a corner on this one. They don't really have a good option. What are they going to do if they postpone the game and push something back? 
they're going to look like a money grabbing entry. If they uh, don't postpone the game, they cancel the game, and they just play it through playoffs, they're going to have fans throughout the league pissed off at them. There's, it's a no-win situation for the NFL right now on this one. I honestly and, think, and Mark. It's, a, it's bad to do that on the shoulders of a young man's life. But I, I honestly think what you have to bad. do is that you, in the end, they have – I think what CJ said earlier about the center point, the focal point, I think you do make it about him. But I think you you attempt, as long as things continue to progress, like we've heard tonight, the oxygen levels are up, and that's good, you know, a great sign. You celebrate him recovering, right? But I don't know at the same time, like you said, for the game of football, how, how, how you can – how you can move how you can promote your game but also uh, okay promoting well, it, and celebrating tough. his uh, life okay. uh, well it's uh, tough because uh, i think ryan clark put it the best is is monday night you saw the the true ugliest side of the game the, yeah. the, the side that nobody wants to talk about yep. or acknowledge that the dream to there. the nightmare yeah right the, the dream, dream the becomes that you're living a dream that quickly became your nightmare ask, yeah. but ask yourself let's just I'm playing devil, devil's advocate here. Ask yourself, if you were in a similar situation that Hamlin is in right now, how would you want your legacy to be? Would you want it to be the guy that died on the field? Or would you want it to be the guy that actually prompted change within the NFL? I mean, I think it's pretty obvious which one you want to be. Yeah, and and yeah, I mean, because definitely, I mean, there, there's going to be some things that that get changed and, and happen out of this, and you know, and Blaine, I, I agree with you. I, I think him I mean, being nine minutes, the, fellas, nine minutes of CPR. The 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 centerpiece and and the, and the focal point in his story going forward is going to be a big part, and it should be. And just your hope and prayer is that it is a celebration of a young man who who fought for his life, was was able to survive this. And, and whether or not he plays again or not ever, to, to come out on the other side of this thing and and to say, hey, I fought, I won, I survived, I'm still here. So that, that to me is, is a... If you're the NFL, that's, that's obviously what you're rooting for for more than one reason. Um, but yeah, it, it, I, I would definitely not want that to be the centerpiece, especially if it, because unfortunately, just who knows how long this he's going to be in medical care for this, and that's that yeah. that's yeah. that's the hard part. And like you know, you said, Mark, they they are the NFL's in a corner, and there's no real great decision there's not even an adequate decision i think can be made on their part i yeah, think that's a great word to say there's not even an adequate decision that can be made yeah you got the super bowl coming up too so i mean they can't move the super bowl so 
they've got at least a week buffer that they can well, push stuff yeah, back. And, That's about it. Yeah, and you know, like Blaine said, you know, there there's so many moving pieces and logistics into those things because those places have other things and events on their calendars and schedules, and it's just it it, it it's an unfortunate timing of it, and it's it's an unfortunate situation, and there's just so know, much it, we don't know. There's, just yeah, there's so, so much, much we don't, we don't know, know. And, and it's yeah. all those times that I am so thankful that I am not a high up in one of these sports leagues because the next couple of days are not going to get any better. No, no, they're not. It's dark times. I, um, I just know how it, it worked out. I know people that worked with uh, NASCAR back in 2001 when Deller and they said it was the most amazing quote-unquote clusterfuck that they have ever encountered because they had to put a giant tent out in the middle of three and four of Rockingham Speedway. It's out in the middle of nowhere in North Carolina. And And they all, like CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, everybody was up there. So it's crazy. I'll say this in closing because I think we've we've talked probably more than we probably even needed to about really the, the other things that came along with this. But I just I just hope in the end that something like this can can help bring people together, like we talked about with with his charity getting you know up to five million people, and you could just feel everyone in the, in the stands last night knew didn't matter what you were. You know, from Buffalo, from Cincinnati, you know, black, white, Cuban, or Asian, you know, like Will Smith in Miami would say. Um, I, know, I can't believe I just dropped that lyric in this, but anyway. Um, I'll, it, I'll it, give it, uh... it, it brought people together. It, 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 and you hope that this will hopefully bring people together yeah. to, to, to support him and that he continues to keep fighting and that nothing but the best comes from it. And that in the end, we can all hopefully be able to come back and, and enjoy the game that we all love to watch and that he loved to play and that he was living the dream that became the nightmare that night. And that's that's all we can hope for. Yeah. Uh, all we can. In, in a moment of absolute tragedy, it it it, it should restore some some faith and, and hope and goodwill in humanity. I, I think to, so, CJ. I, I, that's how I the, felt last night. Yeah, because I mean, even after that, I mean, they they were talking on TV that fans of both teams, you know, were were flooding over to the hospital to stand outside just to pay their respects, yeah, and, and to wish him and, and to pray for him and his family. And if if that can't restore any kind of faith in humanity, then then I I don't know what does. But it's it's not even I mean in person, it's online. I mean, I follow NFL on Reddit, and fans from every single team have been <clears throat> excuse me coming to, coming together and uh really uniting for this call and fans from other sports i mean you've seen fans well, it's, from, it's not even about sports, nba players i know bigger than chris jericho chris jericho has donated over thousand dollars yeah, because he, he messed up on the he messed yeah. up on the name spelling and did it again. Yeah, he but did like it again. Said, so like we said, I love Chris Jericho for that. That's but, pretty awesome. I, I mean, I, 
I just think in the end. He is getting into it. But, I mean, I'd love it. Love it. it, it, It's showing, showing, like you said, it's showing humanity. It's it's showing showing that things are bigger than sports, and this is bigger than that. And, and man, we can only hope that that DeMar Hamlin is able to to pull through and and to – to do what he can do, but it's it's also showing that sports actually brings people together. It absolutely does. Yeah, it absolutely, absolutely brings people together. And no matter what sport, if you like soccer or hockey or NASCAR or WWE, you're gonna combine yourself into this kind of entity that what we have right now and for Damar Hammond it's working out well for him and I damn well hope it works out well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean absolutely. I mean for for the time being we we, we are all Bill's mafia members. Yeah. And and, and so all do you have to jump through a table. I'll 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 jump through a table for Damar right now. And then I'll tell <laughs> I'll tell you this, fellas. You just, like I said, man, he's fighting, and you just, you know, he has some of the best medical prep personnel in, in the entire world. Um, and CJ, like you said off the top, man, about how, how, how skilled and talented and classy and knowledgeable the people at UC Medical are. Just, you just have, you just give your thoughts and prayers, man, up to him and to his family, and to everyone that knows the guy you know and even to those that don't that, that were that were there or people that saw it you know you just you just hope that everybody can can pull forward and continue to give those good vibes those thoughts and those prayers to demar and and that that the best possible outcome occurs um thanks fellas for joining and uh we'll we'll, we'll get back to happier times here uh in the lounge next week but uh till till next time y'all take it easy and uh thoughts and prayers for demar hamlin uh and uh we hope that he keeps fighting the good fight and stays stays strong so